Hello everyone and welcome to episode 5 of Something to Live For, a podcast slash audiobook where new chapters are, will be released every other Thursday night. Can you believe it's been two weeks already? Uh, my name is Alex Lawrence uh, and I've been developing this story for coming up two years now. I originally released the first 10 or so chapters via the website uh, and then as an ebook, but I've now decided to release it as this podcast. The ebook will be released once the podcast has been completed. Um, episodes are available uh, via iTunes and Stitcher uh, as well as SoundCloud. Uh, and I would be really grateful if you could leave a review because that really does help us uh, reach more people and appear in more searches on, on iTunes and, and things like that. Uh, thank you all uh, for the feedback that I've had over the last fortnight, some really positive uh, comments. Uh, I actually um, accidentally uploaded a song uh, to the RSS feed or the podcast feed, uh, which uh, was actually meant to go on my private SoundCloud account. Um, but I've had some quite lovely feedback about it. So it's there if you'd like to give it a listen. Uh, it's called uh, My Beautiful Glamorous Nan. Um, the words were written by my sister uh, and I thought, uh, why not steal her limelight <coughs> and, uh, and put it to some music. Uh, but you too can get involved with your feedback and your theories uh, on the Facebook page, uh, which is facebook.com slash something to live for series. Uh, and please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on coming episodes. So my life partner is at work again. Uh, my two youngest boys are upstairs in bed. Uh, and I'm actually recording this at my dining room table for the first time. Uh, in an attempt to improve the sound and uh, and my posture. Uh, so here we go. Uh, as always, this story contains material that some listeners may find distressing or disturbing, so listener discretion is advised. Twenty days ago, my wife and son were killed. On my way to my friend Daniel's house, I found Sarah, who by some awful coincidence shares my wife's name. We had to detour and spend the night in an empty house where we overheard some right loud bastards. What the fuck are they doing? Sarah's eyes were wide and she didn't look like she'd been asleep 20 seconds ago. She followed me into the front bedroom and we're both now seeing it. I'm pretty sure they're saving our lives. At least 50 of the mindless fuckers were making their way along the road, obviously not realising there was a dead end coming up. Are these the ones that I saved Sarah from? Had they, had they really followed us? There were six men in uniform, including fatty and gangly, coming up behind them and unloading bullets. This was causing them to turn around and just walk into the gunfire. Body parts were flying off from all over the place, but they would just keep going. Aim at their heads, I whispered, like I'm some fucking expert. Like you're a fucking expert, Sarah rolled her eyes. I saved you, didn't I? The bullets were still flying, but as Fatty was changing the clip in his gun, a couple of zombies got really close to him. He was scrambling around trying to reload as one of them grabbed his arm. Sarah turned away. Oh, God. She said, don't worry, he's fine. As the second zombie got to him, Gangly hit a headshot 
that went straight through the both of them and dropped them to the floor. That was impressive, even if he is a dickhead. Within three minutes, they'd killed every single one. It wasn't at all like you see on TV or in films where they get overwhelmed and things go south. They knew what they were doing. Other than Fatty having some trouble with his clip, everything went as they seemed to expect it to. Fucking hell, Gaz. I thought you were fucked then. Would have made a right tasty meal for him. Gangly was straight back into banter mode again. Oh, shut up, Belland. I had it covered. Fatty was trying to save face and didn't seem at all bothered by what had happened. Right, all you cunts get back to the camp. There'll be a fuckload more in the way by the morning, shouted one guy. He was older than the rest of them, maybe 40 or so. Fatty and Gangly were early 20s at best, with the others about the same. Do you think we should speak to that guy? Sarah, again, didn't look too keen as she asked. I really don't want anything to do with this lot. If there's not another woman in their camp, that's the last place you're going to want to be. Haven't you seen a zombie film before? You're right. Just me and you. You're not going to get fresh from me, though, are you? She smiled. You wish. Oh, my God. Am I flirting? Stop flirting. I think we should pack up and go tonight. Give them 20 minutes and then go in the other direction. What do you think? I think you're shit at flirting. And yeah, let's get as far away from them as possible. I wasn't flirting. I'm going to check the garage for supplies. You pack up, get anything useful from here, and meet me downstairs in 20 minutes. Yes, sir! She saluted. I shook my head and quietly made my way downstairs, through the kitchen and out into the garden. The garage is to the side of the house, with a back door leading into the garden, but no access from inside the house. I would have much rather avoided the garden. Having been in the house for the best part of 12 hours, I started to feel much safer again. Being outdoors is just so completely terrifying. My mind has been occupied since I picked Sarah up, so I haven't really thought about Milo or Sarah. 20 days. I've spent the last 19 days thinking about only them, and now it's been at least 12 hours since they've crossed my mind. I can't forget them. I don't even have a picture of either of them, and when I close my eyes, I only see their last horrible moment with me. The moment I couldn't save them. That I didn't save them. It's like we didn't exist before that. I know we did, but I can't see it. I can't let that happen to Sarah. I need to protect her better than I did my family. I need to do it for them. The garage is fucking locked. Of course it is. I go back into the kitchen and there's some keys hanging on the hooks behind the back door. I'll grab them all and head back out. Three different keys didn't work, but the fourth one did, and I was in. I left the door open a little so some of the moonlight could help me see what was in there. I didn't need it, though. As I walked in, the lights came bursting on, almost burning through my retinas. They must have motion sensors. Very smart, but it scared the fucking shit out of me. The fear went almost instantly, though, as my eyes adjusted to the light. Someone is looking out for me, I said to myself. Before Sarah's friends went off on their honeymoon, they put their car in the garage for safekeeping. Whoever this guy was, or is, he's my hero. Not only do we now have, if we can find the keys, a seven-seater Ford Galaxy to keep us safe, but attached to the back of it are two bicycles, his and hers. I run back into the house and start searching for the keys. Not in the kitchen, not in the lounge. Sarah comes down the stairs. I thought you were in the garage. You scared the life out of me. 
Sorry, I came in to find some keys. Keys to what? Did they leave the car here? They did. And the bikes. I was smiling. We need to find the keys and we'll sleep in the garage tonight. I think I've come up with a new plan. There's a bowl by the front door. Thank you, I whisper. The keys are in my hand. episode five uh, and finally some good news but how long will it last maybe forever um but that's unlikely as always please go and like the facebook page which is facebook.com slash something to live for theories get involved with your theories and throw me some feedback on the website that you can still find through the facebook page there is a list of songs that i would listen to while i was writing last week's homework uh, was to listen to Experience by Ludovico Ainaldo. Ainaldi. <laughs> uh, definitely butchered the name again there. Um, and again, had some fantastic feedback about how, how beautiful that piece of music is. This week's homework uh, is to fire up your Apple Music or Spotify or YouTube and listen to Time uh, by Hans Zimmer from uh, the Christopher Nolan movie Inception. Um, the only thing that I think I understood about that film was that the score was exceptional uh, and this was a standout track for me. It's quite gentle um, but it's also very, very intense um, and I remember actually writing most of one of the coming chapters with that song uh, in my ears. Um, so see if you can guess which one uh, I'm talking about. Uh, so thanks for listening uh, and I will see you all back here in two weeks for chapter six of Something to Live For.